If you would, turn in your Bibles or open your app to John 18, 37 through the first part of 38. John 18, 37 to the first part of 38. Then, Pilate said to Jesus, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world. To bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to Jesus, What is truth? John 14 Five through seven. John fourteen, five through seven. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. You can't handle the truth. It was now 30 years ago in 1992... The movie A Few Good Men, when actor Tom Cruise, playing Lieutenant Daniel Caffey, a Navy lawyer, charged with defending two Marines who'd been accused of murdering a colleague, in the courtroom, Cruise's character was interrogating the commanding officer, Colonel Nathan Jessup, played by Jack Nicholson, and the whole movie reaches its climax with this famous exchange. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! And even if you've never seen the movie, you've probably heard someone say at some time or another, you can't handle the truth. It's become part of our pop culture. Because, friends, it's not just a great line, an iconic line from this movie. It's an absolute reality. Our world has always struggled to handle the truth. And that's what makes Jesus an unwanted Christmas gift. Because this Advent season, we're discussing Jesus, the unwanted Christmas gift. Because while we might all agree that Jesus is the gift that God sent us at Christmas, in many ways, he's an unwanted gift. The first Sunday of Advent, we talked about how he's a king. And we don't really want a king. We want to be kings and queens of our own life. The the second Sunday of Advent, we discussed that Jesus was born to bring us change. Change that we absolutely need, but we don't like change. We don't want change. And last week, the third Sunday of Advent, we discussed how Jesus is the unwanted gift of light. He's light that exposes our darkness and exposes our need, but none of us want to be exposed. And so this, the final Sunday of Advent, we consider that Jesus is an unwanted Christmas gift because Jesus is the truth. 
And we just can't handle the truth. The first passage that Kevin read for us this morning is from John chapter 18. Jesus stands before the Roman governor Pilate. And Jesus makes some bold statements in regards to the truth in verse 37. Pilate said to him, so you're a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. For this purpose, I was born. And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Now, first, I just want to briefly point something out here in Jesus' response. Notice that Jesus says both, I was born and I came into the world. You know, Jesus is repeating himself. And this double statement is utterly unnecessary unless Jesus is making a point. You know, Jesus' statement about being born is nothing special because every one of us in this room or watching online could say, I was born. But Jesus' second statement about I came into the world implies that before birth, he existed. Friends, the only one who has existence without birth, the only one who has no beginning is God. So Jesus is actually subtly claiming here to be God. And in the larger context of this conversation with Pilate, Jesus is making that claim to explain why he is uniquely qualified to testify to truth. Because he's saying, I can testify to truth because I am God. I came into this world to testify to truth. But friends, Pilate won't listen because Pilate can't handle the truth. Pilate is standing face to face with God himself. He's hearing an invitation from the very voice of truth itself. And Pilate dismisses Jesus with a throwaway line. What is truth? He's right there, Pilate. He's in front of you. But Pilate can't handle the truth. Friends, can you? Can you handle Jesus? who came claiming to be the truth. Friends, Jesus didn't just claim to testify to the truth. He didn't just claim to point to the truth. He didn't just claim to speak truth. As we heard in the second passage that Kevin read for us this morning, Jesus makes the utterly audacious claim to be the truth. To himself be revelation of the true God. In John 14... Jesus is teaching his disciples in the upper room before his suffering and his death. He tells his disciples, I'm leaving, and you're going to follow me, and you know the way. And Thomas goes, we don't actually know the way, Jesus. We don't know the way to where you're going. So Jesus responds, John 14, verses 6 and 7. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you'd known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. You know, it's not enough that Jesus here claims to be the exclusive way and the truth and the life. He goes on to claim and saying, if you've seen me, you've seen God himself. Friends, Jesus claims to be the truth. He claims to be the exclusive way to God. He claims to exclusively and completely reveal to us God. But friends, can you handle that truth? 
There is no other religious leader that makes such audacious claims. The Hindu Vedas tell us that truth is one, but the sages speak of it in many different ways. The Buddha said, my teachings point the way to the attainment of truth. Mohammed said, the truth has been revealed to me. But Jesus comes along saying, I am the truth. Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, they offer to reveal to us truth about the divine, either revealing to us divine being, or maybe divine teachings, or maybe the truth that all is divine, or the truth that there's no divine because all is an illusion. But Jesus shows up declaring, He is the truth. He says, I am divine, and if you've seen me, you've seen God. He alone is the way, the truth, and the life. And my friends, if I stood before you today, and I said, I am the truth. And friends, if you've seen me, you've seen God. You would not call me a great teacher. You would call the police. If what Jesus said, friends, is not true, if Jesus is not who he claimed to be, then you should not be listening to a single word this madman said. Author C.S. Lewis famously leads us to this conclusion in his book, Mere Christianity. He writes, A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He'd either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let's not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He hasn't left that open to us. He did not intend to. Friends, if Jesus isn't who he claimed to be, we shouldn't be listening to anything he says. Jesus didn't come claiming to have the truth. He didn't claim knowing the truth. He didn't claim to teach the truth. He came and claimed to be the truth. However, the world just cannot handle the truth, so it tries to make Jesus something other than what he claimed to be. Oh, he was just a great teacher. He was an, a moral example to us, a philosopher. But friends, Jesus didn't leave those options open to us. Jesus was either who he claimed to be, or he was a madman, or a liar. However, we just cannot handle the truth. Our, this world cannot handle the truth, because friends, if Jesus is the truth, what does that mean? It means that Jesus is not just one way to God amongst many ways. It means he's not just one truth in a world of competing truths. It doesn't mean that he's simply one God amongst many gods. If Jesus' claims are true, then all other religious claims are false. Friends, consider every major religion makes truth claims. They're not just opinion claims. They're not just preference claims. They're not just claims about how the religion makes you feel. Every major religion makes truth claims about how reality is. Friends, is there one God? 
Are there many gods? Is there one God who exists in three persons? Am I God? Is the universe God? Is there no God? There may be many opinions about which one of those is true, but ultimately only one of those statements corresponds to the reality of God. In the same way, is the destiny of humanity after death to cease to exist? Do we go to heaven or hell? Do we become one with the universe? Are we reincarnated? Again, friends, there are many opinions about which one is true, but in the end, only one of those things can be true. Only one of those things corresponds to the reality of what happens to humanity after death. The point is, not all of these can be true at the same time. Even if you're not yet certain of which one is true, one of them is true. Because truth at its core is exclusive and intolerant. Friends, truth at its core is exclusive and intolerant. For example, what does 2 plus 2 equal? <laughs> Thank you. That's right. What else? 3. Don't, don't be so narrow and intolerant to say that 2 plus 2 can only equal 4. I mean, in a world as big and incomprehensible as ours, friends, how could you say that 2 plus 2 cannot also equal 5? or 13.7, or Blue, or Volkswagen, or Daisy. Students, you know that's not going to fly with your math teachers. Don't try that, Hannah. Because truth is exclusive and intolerant. The existence of a true answer necessitates the existence of false answers. If 2 plus 2 equals 4, then 2 plus 2 equals 5, 13.7, or Volkswagen must be false. Because truth is narrow or exclusive. I mean, again, imagine, imagine that this holiday season I was traveling to Tampa to see my family. And so I show up in the Portland airport, and I've checked my bags, and I've gotten my ticket in my hands, and I say to the airline representative, okay, which gate do I go to to get the plane that I have a ticket for to Tampa? And the agent behind the desk goes, you know, any gate you want. I mean, really, any of these planes will get you to Tampa. Just remember that while one plane might work for you, It might not work for other people. So choose the plane that that feels right to you. And as as long as you sincerely believe that that plane will get you to Tampa, it will. Well, with advice like that, who knows where I'm going to end up? The fact is, truth is exclusive. The ticket I hold in my hand will not give me admittance to every plane in the airport. And the ticket that I hold in my hand will not give me admittance to any plane in the airport. It will give me admittance to one plane in the airport. Truth is exclusive. And in the same way truth is intolerant, by choosing the plane to Tampa, I must exclude and not choose the plane to Miami, Austin, or Anchorage. To say that there's a right plane for me to get on is to say that the other planes are wrong planes. I must exclude the other planes and exclusively choose the plane that's going to get me to Tampa for which I possess a ticket. Because truth, friends, is exclusive and intolerant. Friends, truth is not just opinion or feeling or sincerity or belief. Truth is a question of reality. What is real? What is true? This is how the philosopher Aristotle defines truth. To say of what is, that it is, or to say of what is not, that it is not, is true. 
I mean, in simpler terms, you could simply say truth is telling it like it is. Truth is to tell it like it is. It's a statement about the nature of reality. Truth is not about my feelings or opinions. It's about what is real independent of my feelings. For example, no matter how you feel about it, spiders have eight legs. Spiders have eight legs. That's an objective reality. Friends, it exists independent of you. Even if you don't believe that spiders have eight legs, even if you cease to exist, spiders still have eight legs. Whether you love spiders or hate spiders, they have eight legs. Because truth is objective outside of you. It's independent of you. Truth is telling it like it is about reality. But friends, subjective truth is inside you. It's how you feel about reality. For example, Kevin says, I think spiders are scary. And Kevin says, I think this is how spiders should be handled. Now, this state of being only exists inside of Kevin. So if Kevin changes his mind about spiders because I get him a pet tarantula for Christmas, then that truth would cease to be true. If Kevin ceased to exist, the idea that exists within Kevin that spiders are scary would also cease to exist. Because it's not a truth about reality, it's a truth about Kevin. So when we talk about truth, let's be clear what we're talking about. We're not talking about how somebody feels or somebody's opinion or somebody's state of mind or state of belief, independent of how anyone feels or how many people believe it. Truth is to say of what is that it is or to say of what is not that it is not. Truth is to tell it like it is. And friends, Jesus Christ showed up and he said, I tell it like it is. I am the truth, and I alone reveal truth to you. I alone reveal who God is to you. I alone show the way to life. You may not like the claims of Jesus. You may not believe the claims of Jesus. The claims of Jesus might not make you feel good. But none of those things can make it true or false. The question is, Does Jesus say of what is that it is, and of what is not that it is not? Does Jesus alone tell it like it is? Whether you can handle the truth or not, does Jesus alone reveal to us God as he truly is? Is Jesus the truth? Because, friends, that's what he comes claiming. He comes claiming, I am the truth. To see me is to see God. All the other claims are false. There is no other way to the Father but through me. But friends, many can't handle the truth. And so, in fact, some take it a step further and they try to deny that there's truth at all. Well, well, there's there's actually nothing truth. In fact, we hear claims like truth is relative. Or the uh, philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche said there are no facts, only interpretations. You know, some can't handle the truth, and so they claim there's actually no objective truth. There's nothing outside of yourself that's real. But friends, that type of a statement is just nonsense. It's nonsense and self-defeating because, you know, no matter what you perceive or feel or believe about it, if you step off the third-story balcony, gravity is going to pull you towards the center of the earth. Independent of your thoughts or your feelings or your perceptions or your beliefs. There is something outside of us that affects us and that is real. And moreover, the statement truth is relative is self-defeating. Because saying truth is relative is the same thing as saying, I can't speak a word of English. 
Thank you for laughing at that. <laughs> By saying the phrase in English, I can't speak a word of English, I just proved it untrue, didn't I? And in the same way, when I say that truth is relative, I'm declaring the truth. The truth is, truth is relative. But if truth is relative, then truth itself is itself relative, therefore it's not true. It's a mess. It's nonsense. It's ridiculous. Friends, there is truth, and it's outside us, and it's independent of us. We're not just left to our feelings and our beliefs and our perceptions. Truth is to tell it like it is. And some people will say, but, well, we really can't even know truth. I mean, this, this world is so big and incomprehensible. We can't even know truth. Which, friends, again, is ridiculous. Because, again, do UFOs exist? Well, the fact is we don't know. We don't know the reality of whether UFOs and extraterrestrial life exist, although we do all have opinions, live long and prosper. We have opinions, but friends, independent of, of our opinions or how we feel about it, and, and the fact that we don't know it yet doesn't mean there's not a true answer to that. There's a true answer, yes or no. We may have opinions and we may not yet know. That doesn't mean that there's not a truth about it. Or as, you know, X-Files told us, the truth is out there. We just haven't found it yet. Friends, others can't handle the truth and they come claiming, well, Jesus didn't really have the corner on the market. You know, he may have made some big claims there, but really other religions are also true. Now, friends, we live in a great country. We live in a great country, and one of the things that makes the country great is that under our Constitution, all religions are guaranteed equal toleration. Freedom of religion, freedom of expression and practice, equal treatment under the law. But to have equal toleration doesn't mean that all religions are equally true. To have equal toleration doesn't mean that they're all equally true. As I noted earlier regarding God, there are many different ideas of who God is. And human destiny, many different ideas of human destiny. And friends, they can't all be true at once. Now, we can tolerate diverse beliefs, but that doesn't mean we have to believe that they're all true. I affirm and protect your right to believe that 2 plus 2 equals 5. I will tolerate your belief that 2 plus 2 equals 3.7 or blue or Volkswagen or Daisy. But that doesn't mean I'm going to accept that that belief is true. It doesn't mean that you're objectively right. Equal toleration of different beliefs doesn't mean that they're equally valid. Only one answer about God and humanity and creation and salvation actually can tell it like it is. Only one of them corresponds to reality. Only one is ultimately true. So we live in a country where beliefs and expression of beliefs are all equally tolerated and protected as they should be. But that doesn't mean they're all equally true. We need the religion that tells it as it is. We need the truth. And finally, some people say, who can't handle the truth, say, well, it doesn't really matter what you believe, you know, or how you live your life, as long as you're sincere. As long as you're sincere in your belief. And let me tell you, it's kind of, I noticed, and some of you probably noticed too, that if you drive along the, the road here and you notice some of the lakes and the ponds are starting to ice up. And, you know, if you sincerely believe that you can walk out on the ice and as long as I sincerely believe it's going to hold me up, you're going to be taking a cold swim. Because at this time of year, friends, no matter how sincere your belief is that the ice in those ponds is going to hold you up, it won't. Because sincerity of belief cannot make something objectively true. 
I mean, suppose I sincerely believed my last name was Bezos, like Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Suppose I even legally changed my last name to Bezos. Am I now rich? Sincerity of subjective belief cannot make something objectively true. No matter how sincerely I believe my name is Bezos, or that I could fly, or that I'm a girl, or that I'm 18 years old, or that I'm a manatee, sincere belief cannot change reality. We must not ignore, defy, or suppress the truth. We need to embrace the world as it really is. We need the truth. And that's what Jesus came claiming, to be the truth. But friends, many can't handle the truth, so they try to explain away the existence of any truth at all, and they try to explain away the claims of Jesus. Because the claim that he made here is the most exclusive and audacious and paint you into a corner and force you into a decision statement that he makes. Friends, Jesus didn't come claiming to know the truth. He claimed to be the truth. He didn't come claiming to be a truth amongst many. He claimed to be the truth. He didn't claim to show us a way to God. He claimed to exclusively and intolerantly say that no one comes to the Father except through me. Friends, can you handle the truth? The most important truth is God. God who created all things. The God who created you. The God who created and defines reality. God is truth. So what we discover in Jesus' statement is that truth is ultimately not a proposition, but a person. I am the truth. One theologian explained, I'm saying that truth means more than factual accuracy. It means being in sync with God. Friends, we need to be in sync with God's declarations, in sync with God's perceptions, in sync with God's creation. We need to be in sync with the truth. We need to be corresponding to Him. We need to be conformed to Him. Truth doesn't conform to us. We have to be conformed to the God of truth who has revealed Himself perfectly and completely through Jesus Christ. He came claiming to be the truth. And friends, how today... How today do you need to be conformed to Jesus Christ in your beliefs, in your behaviors, in your understandings, in your loves, in your life? For Jesus came claiming to be the truth. Can you handle that? Can you handle the truth of Jesus? This Christmas, what will you do with the gift? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that Jesus came claiming to be the truth. The truth that we need. The truth about who you are. The truth about who we are. The truth about salvation. The truth about reality. The truth about our destiny. Father, thank you. And may we, may we this year, if we never have, or if we have before, be able to sing and to declare what we did earlier. That knowing you, Jesus, knowing the truth, being conformed to and sync with you, there is no greater thing. Lead us into the truth. Lead us to yourself. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.